consider that in a race weekend we supply uh, 1,800 tires just for Formula One. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Track Limits podcast sponsored by Formula Addict. We're incredibly excited to be here in Milan at the Pirelli headquarters to interview somebody that you've probably seen on TV, even if you maybe watched the Pass the Phone Challenge last year, you might have seen this as well. It's Pirelli's head of F1 in motorsport. Hello. Mario, welcome. Hello, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah. 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 Must be ready busy. for the new season. Yeah. New How season. busy guy are you guys right now? Uh, yeah, I have a lot of people asking me, "Ah, you are on vacation now?" No, we're <laughs> not on Far vacation because we have to prepare everything, yeah. and not just Formula One. Obviously, Formula One is the big one. The, the big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible. That's crazy. Well, we're very excited to chat with you. Thank you again for inviting us here. I think over the next you know 40, 50 minutes, we want to go through three parts. We have okay. Q1, where we're going to talk about racing-related questions. Uh, Q2, we're going to dive into your career as a professional. You've done so much over the last 27 years here at Pirelli. Mm-hmm. And finally, we're going to go through the rapid-fire round. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's spicy. <laughs> when I'm tired, you ask for the rapid-fire. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, no worries. So we're going to get into Q1 here. I mean, first question we ask every one of our guests. Tell us a bit about your career and yeah. maybe the last you know, 27 years, even beyond that. What are some of the accomplishments you're the most proud of? Yeah, as you said, it's 27 years that I'm Pirelli. I had the opportunity to grow inside the company. That's why I never had the, uh, the need to look for something different, honestly. I joined Pirelli as a test driver 27 years ago, and then I moved to uh, the design department for road cars, and then I was involved in, the, in a small group. Uh, at that time, winter tires were a, a new product, and I was... Uh, involved in this uh, kind of activity that was very interesting because it was completely new uh, area of uh, uh, research and development and my dream was motorsport. I started to racing with a go-kart when I was 13 and that's why I was always trying to find uh, a space in the motorsport uh, team uh, in Pirelli. At that time there was an opportunity for superbike and so uh, I was uh, applying to this position, but then I had the possibility to move to uh, four-wheel motorsport because we are divided in Pirelli in uh, motorbikes and cars. And I started uh, uh, following some uh, rally tests to move then to GT mm-hmm. and then uh, the World Rally Championship and finally to Formula One. That's in summary yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the last 27 years. Incredible. And then right now, what is your day-to-day responsibilities look like what are you doing mainly every day i, I am charge i'm in charge of motorsport uh, it's uh, a very busy activity i would say because uh, i look after all the with with my team of uh, i believe we are more than 200 people now in uh, in motorsport from r d testing uh, manufacturing quality uh track side uh, uh, obviously i have uh, uh, they by the relationship with uh, the FIA teams, uh, F- uh, F1, uh, other promoters. Uh, so it's quite a busy day also of season. Mm. And, and for the newer fans that are constantly watching the race weekends on F1, can you take us through what your responsibilities are when it comes to race weekends? You know, what does that entail? How many people you manage? And like the system that you guys have built? Yeah, I, I follow all the F1 events. Obviously, Formula 1 is the most uh, important championship in our activity. And when I'm there, I have a team of 55 people. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, 55, 58. 
from logistics, security, catering, engineers, fitters, and so on. Uh, I am uh, directly involved uh, in uh, uh, the uh, relationship with, uh, with, uh, with the media, um, with the FIA, mm. uh, but we have, uh, for example, one allocated engineer on each team, and the engineer is looking after the uh, direct uh, relationship with the team. Uh, there is a chief engineer that is coordinating the t 10 engineers that are on the teams. Uh, so it's, it's a very good team of pro professional people knowing what they are doing. And um, on top of that, sometime I'm trying to visit my colleagues in uh, uh, rally or GT activities because they are also very important championships for us. In that case, the, the, the team itself uh, work, let's say, in an independent way because I'm not attending all the events. Uh, and uh, when I'm there, obviously, I'm trying just to keep a relationship with the people. It's important to keep a, um, a continuous relationship with, uh, with the people, mm -hmm. even if we know each other since many, many years. Because motorsport is a very small environment. And even if in, the, in different years I moved from GT, Rally, Formula One, Single Seater, Ferrari Challenge, whatever, a lot of time I find the same people. <laughs> so it's like, I know that, you. That's why it's nice to see the same people after many years and say, oh, how old are you now? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when you were this long. Yes. You look different from 20 years ago. Oh <laughs> and they, they say the same of me. So. Wow. They're probably like, you have an age as a day. Yeah. <laughs> but like, how many tires do you guys supply for an F1 season? I think a lot of people would be like, you know. For an F1 season, it is around 40 to 45,000, uh, including wow. obviously <laughs> testing. Yes. Wow. And uh, if you consider also Formula 2, Formula 3, there are also the support events. Uh, with, with Pirelli, we talk about of more than 70,000 uh, tires. Consider that in a race weekend, yeah. we supply uh, 1,800 tires just for Formula 1. Yeah. Incredible. And um, in talks about the tires and sustainability, what are your initiatives that you guys are doing? You know, I know we want to race and we, have, we want to have these good races, but environmentally, what initiatives are you guys taking to make sure? Yeah, if we want to go more in detail on sustainability, yeah. it will take a lot of yeah. time. <laughs> because Pirelli is, uh, obviously for, for Pirelli, sustainability is a priority. It's a priority for the company, not just for motorsport. And then motorsport is a very good opportunity to show what we can do on sustainability. To give you just a few examples, all our factories, uh, motorsport factories, are using uh, uh, energy from uh, um, uh, sustainable resources. So we are using uh, raw materials, energy, we are reducing the usage of water, uh, we are reducing the impact on the environment with uh, logistics, uh, trying to maximize the transportation using sea freight rather than air freight, that is obviously a, has a different impact. Uh, all our trucks are the latest uh, uh, Euro 6, uh, don't remember what is now, it's not 7, but it's 6E or something we'll put like it at that. The bottom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are always trying to upgrade our fleet in order to have uh, lower impact. Uh, we recycle all our tires, so after each event, we collect all the tires back. Mm. That's also an answer for all the fans that are asking for a Formula One tire yeah, after yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I cannot give you any oh, of that. We were, for... we were about to ask that. No, Next no, question no, is gone. Yeah, yeah. Not possible. <laughs> it is uh, 
for confidentiality and it is for sustainability. Right. So we collect all the tires back, uh, we bring back to UK. In UK we have a system to recycle them in order to create energy. Mm. For the future we are also looking at more efficient and modern ways to recycle the tires, but we are certified by the FIA with the three stars uh, for environment. Uh, so, and we have uh, many other uh, certification that we are in the top 1% companies uh, for uh, the uh, technology here book, I don't remember exactly the <laughs> name, it's uh, yeah. uh, a Dow Jones classification, oh, so it's, it's really, really important. Uh, we have many other uh, ideas for the future, but also details are important because in any of our catering operation, we dismiss the use of uh, single-use plastic, for example. Uh, we have part of our team kit that is made with uh, recycled materials. Uh, so if you want to really look after sustainability, you have to consider any small detail, because any small detail, together with other details, are making the difference. Yeah. And when it comes to supplying tires, what is the biggest challenges then that you guys face as a company? And how have you guys gone about overcoming them? Logistics, because logistics. When, when you have uh, production, obviously, pr uh, to, to make a proper plan, but logistics, because when you have 23 races, and of these 23 races, we have only now eight or nine in Europe, the rest is outside Europe. Mm -hmm. Logistics become uh, the, 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 key, the key point yeah. of uh, right. our operations, and especially after uh, the pandemic, uh, with the, the war and so on, everything is more complicated. So we need to make a plan in advance, we need to be sure to have enough time to ship the tires uh, um, in, t in time to, to reach the event. We cannot say, sorry guys, you cannot race the weekend, this weekend because you don't have the tires. That's not acceptable. So logistics is, is really um, a, a, key, a key element. Uh, we have kits. Uh, we were talking about sustainability and sea freight. To be able to reach different locations around the world, we have uh, five different kits with our equipment uh, that are traveling the world using sea freight mm. containers and uh, with that system it is true that we have more material traveling but it's also true that we can do that by sea and mm. not by air mm. and to be there everywhere in in any of the 23 races that we have in Easier. Yeah, and how does that work now that we've added a new track like Las Vegas? How do you guys collect your data to be like, we need these certain tires to be supplied for that race weekend? We, we consider a number of elements. The first one is the layout of the circuit. So together with the teams, they make simulations to understand how severe, how hard is on tire the new layout. Mm. So the level of energy that uh, is going into the tire. The second element is the track roughness. So we have also good uh, contacts with uh, uh, the, the, the companies that are making the asphalt mm. in order to understand which is the level of abrasiveness, uh, roughness of the tarmac. The third one is uh, about the weather condition expected. You were mentioning Las Vegas. Las Vegas, everybody has in mind that Las Vegas is in the middle of the desert, so it will be super hot race. In November, the, the desert is super cold. Yeah. And uh, we are expecting a temperature that is probably around five degrees. Mm. And, uh, and all these elements uh, are part of our decision. Then we can try to make a comparison with uh, 
more famous circuits or circuits where we have more data. Obviously, when we come back to a circuit that we know from last year or previous years, we have a lot more information. So it's uh, slightly easier to define the compounds. Mm. For new circuits, we need also to work together with the FIA, together with the teams, in order to get simulations and data and elements that are giving us the possibility to make the right choice. And when it comes to working with teams, I mean, at a race weekend, how often do teams contact you? Every five minutes. Every <laughs> <laughs> if not five, ten. Right, right, right. And are they but luckily, with our allocated engineer, yeah. they are able to filter a oh, lot of contacts. Oh, yes. Thank God, right? <laughs> but because you know that even if we are the sole supplier of the championship, uh, mm -hmm. And, and so the product is the same for everybody. Mm. What is making the real difference in performance in, is how you use the product. So mm. learning how to use the product, uh, uh, when we changed, for example, last year we introduced the 18-inch tires, yeah. and uh, that, that was a big change together with the technical regulation, the new cars. Mm. And so uh, a team has an advantage in learning how to use the tire as quick as possible. Mm. That's why, especially at the beginning, we have a lot of questions. Yep. Consider that they, they receive a lot of data. There is a standard data package, pa package that we give them, so they have a lot of information around the tires, characteristics of the tires, of the compounds, of the construction, but they want to know more mm. because uh, knowing more and, and, and learning quicker it's a key to have a better performance uh, compared to their competitors. And how did that deal even come to be where, you know, before back in the day there used to be multiple suppliers, tire suppliers, and now Pirelli is the only supplier. How did that deal come to be? That was a decision taken by, mostly by the FIA and the local uh, ASN because uh, it is a different approach. Obviously, now, for example, for us, performance is not the key element of our uh, tires. Uh, we need the consistency in production, quality of the product. Uh, we need to be sure that each tire is exactly the same than other tires. Uh, but if you if you consider that now they have all the same product, so you don't have a difference that can can affect the result mm. of the race because of just the tires, mm -hmm. and uh, you re can reduce a lot the cost for that because. In the past, if you remember in open competition with other tire makers, uh, some teams had a, uh, a dedicated test team just for tires. tires yep. And they were developing tires and testing tires more or less every day. So that, that is no more possible if we talk about sustainability, if we talk about this kind of, of aspects. Uh, it is not uh, a way to go having this amount of testing. And in any case, what we learn from track uh, is useful for our uh, development also of road tires. Uh, we can transfer technology even if we are not in competition with our with, with our other tire maker. Very neat. Well, last question here to wrap up Q1. Can you share your thoughts on the current state of F1? What do you think, you know, as a person looking in, you know, do you feel like we're going down the right direction with F1? Are you excited about the future of where F1 is going in terms of some of the trends? I believe that now F1 is, uh, has a, a huge success everywhere in the world. Also in the United States where in the past it was not so popular because of other series that are more famous there. 
And I believe that the direction that uh, has been taken by Formula One and Formula One management is the right one. It's difficult to keep it because last year we had uh, quite an exciting championship. Ideally, if you have uh, three, four teams fighting for the victory till the last race, that would be the ideal dream, situation. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the dream, exactly. <laughs> that would be the dream. But we know also that Formula One is a sport, and in each sport you can have somebody that is better than others, so at a certain point uh, uh, running away. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. And that's exactly what happened last year. But uh, it doesn't matter. As long as we have uh, races with action on track, overtaking, drivers, ab drivers able to push and try to overtake mm -hmm. uh, the other drivers, that's exactly what spectators want. To, to see. Right. So it's a mix between uh, a show, sport, technology, and you have to put these ingredients all together in a way that is making the sport successful. I believe that now we have this situation, and obviously there are ideas for the future to, to make it even better, but it's not easy. Yep. Don't, don't think that uh, because now we have a successful championship, it's easy to keep it as it is. It's a hard work for many of the stakeholders, the teams, the FIA, F1, to make it successful. Incredible. Well, that wraps up Q1. Wow. Henny, verdict? So we usually hand out you know, sector uh, colors. I think I'm, I'm going to give you a nice green. A green, green sector. Okay. okay. A yeah. green sector one. That's yep. pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Not, not purple. Not purple yet. Wow. Coming soon, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Amazing. Well, okay, stay okay. Tuned. Green, it's okay. <laughs> stay tuned for Q2. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Track Limits podcast with Mario. We're now getting into Q2. Hopefully, we can get a, a purple sector here. Yeah. I went through Q1, you so went through that's, Q1. that's, that's you okay. We made it. <laughs> I'm in the top 15. Yeah. At the there moment. you go. <laughs> all right, so first question, Mario. I mean, again, it's been 27 years at Pirelli, but I'm curious if we take you all the way back, right? Let's take you back all the way to even your college days, your, you know, when you're a young, young, young man. You know, were you always expecting to have a career in motorsport? How did that kind of passion for motorsport come about? To expect uh, having a career in motorsport? Uh, not really. Uh, when I was a child, when I was 11, 12, uh, I started to be passionate about Formula One. And I started to ask my dad to have a go-kart to start racing. Uh, I was too young at the time. The minimum age was uh, 13. So, so 12 or 13. But I was one year in advance, basically. And, and so I had uh, one year of uh, super stress on my dad to, to get <laughs> a go-kart. And, and finally I got one, a very old one. And I started to have uh, some laps on that. Uh, I was quite good, so my dad decided to, to buy me a new one and I started racing in, at that time, the, the category was uh, called Cadetti. Cadetti is for young, like mini kart or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 100 uh, national, and then 100 international. And then it started to be a bit too expensive. So my dad said, uh, do you find a sponsor, or do you stop here? Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't find a sponsor, oh. so I had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I realized that I was not uh, going to be a Formula One driver, but still my passion was there. So I had uh, uh, my high school on the scientific uh, uh, we call it in Italy, and then uh, uni at university I decided to, to take uh, mechanical engineering, 
I, I didn't finish mechanical engineering, but uh, that was my passion, and I realized that uh, maybe my future was uh, on motorsport, but in a different uh, way. way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not as a driver, something different. And, uh, and then I joined Pirelli in a, I would say, completely random, <laughs> unpredictable yeah. way. I had a, a chat with a person that I didn't know was an HR in Pirelli. Oh, wow. <laughs> and actually, my mom had a chat with this person, oh. and, she <laughs> said, uh, and she said, why don't you send uh, Mario for a, for a chat, uh, just, just for a chat? Right. And I came here I, without any... I, I was very relaxed, because uh, I didn't expect to have the opportunity to join the company. Mm. I was... Uh, uh, you know, at that time, we had to spend one year in the army. It was a compulsory, so I was in a carabinier in a police. I was doing my service. So last idea was to, to join Pirelli. But I did it. <laughs> because at, in, in that period, one test driver decided to resign. Oh, perfect. And, I, <laughs> and oh, when I had the chat, they were asking for everything, my passion. Ah, did you race with go-kart, blah, blah, blah. Yes, and so they called me and they said, are you interested in a position as a test driver? I said, yes, my Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dream. <laughs> what are you asking? Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't even need to call, just tell me what So I did in Vizzola. In Vizzola we have a, yeah. a test truck, a mm -hmm. wet test truck, with the, 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 the head of the uh, test drivers. And they told me, okay, choose your car and drive. Oh, and uh, I did it without any hope to join the company again. Yeah. And then after one week, they called me and I said, okay, the position is, is yours. And I said, ah. What? You must have driven well sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you pranking me? <laughs> yes. And then uh, when I was here, and okay, test driver was not exactly in line with, uh, with my expectation. I wanted a position where I was more involved in designing and so on. And because I was uh, attending, I, I was still at university, uh, they offered me that position. Hmm. And after that, after three years, I had the opportunity to join motorsport. And at that point, I said, okay, that's what I want. Yep. I want to, to go to races. I want to be involved in this environment. And that's exactly what happened. And now, now that you're here, who is Mario outside of work? Yeah. You know, what are your hobbies? It's, what do you um, love doing? Mario outside work yeah. is a person with a very, very little spare time. <laughs> <laughs> That I try to spend with some friends when I am in nice. Milan, uh, mm -hmm. having good dinner at the restaurant, uh, and uh, I'm not uh, doing a lot of sport, unfortunately. Yes. That's uh, something I would like to do more. I still like driving, mm -hmm. so uh, when there is the opportunity to, uh, to, to race, yeah. and I did some uh, races and, and rallies also, I do that, uh, and I spend most of my spare time when I'm here as a volunteer on the ambulance. Because this I is something it, yeah. that I did, that I started when I was 18. It's many, many years now that I'm doing that, and I still enjoy doing that. Wow. And, uh, so you drive the ambulances for... I drive the ambulance, yeah. but when you, I mean, for the, the system that is here in Milan, you start as, a, as the, the third person okay. in the team. Yeah. Where, as, you have to pass, a, pass an exam, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, with the emergency system here. Um, and then you become team leader. 
and from team leader you can decide also to follow the training to be uh, an ambulance driver. So I'm, I'm both and uh, I'm also involved in the training of ambulance drivers because together with a group of other volunteers from other associations, my association is part of a bigger association that just in this area in Lombardy is more than 112 associations together. Mm. So in, in Italy we are 100,000 volunteers, something like that. Okay. And uh, I am actively uh, working in uh, making a proper training for ambulance drivers. We have a course now that is uh, uh, for drivers in, in our area here, in our region, and uh, it's, it's a good activity. I enjoy, I enjoy that. And in the course, do you guys uh, test them on, you know, fastest lap to get from one ambulance? <laughs> no, no, not really, because they, they need to understand that, yeah. that driving an ambulance is not driving no, a, a, a race, a race car. car so, yeah. No, no, we explain to them uh, yeah. which are the risks. And obviously, when we have the opportunity, we take also the, the drivers on track uh, in specific driving center where they can, hmm. you know, the most difficult uh, um, part for any driver is to understand the limits. This is what we, we, we tell the guys. Because when you drive on, on the road, you cannot try the limit. Right. It's too dangerous. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to. But uh, when you go on a specific driving center where you can try the limit, test the limit, mm. and understand how much you can push, then uh, you have the, 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 the knowledge, you, the feeling uh, on maybe I'm driving at uh, 40 kph on the snow is dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's not because it's 40 kph that means safety. Right. It's a different, it's the, the, the limit that is something that is not, not known sometimes. Mm. And then in your time at Pirelli so far, I mean, I bet there have been a lot of memorable moments that you've had, funny moments, memorable moments. Like, tell us about some of them maybe that you haven't even shared before. I'm curious. Funny moments. Yeah, yeah funny moments, memorable moments. Funny moments, especially when, when we had uh, very good results. I remember one uh, that, that was at the end of the championship, the GT championship. I was involved with uh, one of the, the, the biggest projects or the, the project that I like the, the most was with Maserati MC12. Mm. It was a car that was designed from Maserati to race. So we started from scratch and the same for the tires. And in 2000, Four, five, mm. sorry, five. Yep. We won the championship. And uh, you can imagine the last race was <laughs> amazing. We won the championship. Yep. Uh, yeah. We had big celebration, the, the dinner with the prize giving. It was in Dubai, if I'm not wrong. Mm. And, uh, and we were very, very excited. So after the dinner, we went to, all together to the disco. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. the, and after the disco, we went to a swimming pool oh. where I remember we were um, swimming all the people naked in the yeah. swimming pool. I, I shouldn't say that, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it is what happened. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. that's a, a moment I, I, I never <laughs> shared before. Yeah, but go. it was very nice, uh, very enjoyable. Yeah. And, but yeah, many, many other moments uh, also with former one people. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have a, a good weekend, uh, I believe it's good to, to celebrate yep. all together. And how often do those weekends come together perfectly for you guys? I'm actually curious. Like, I know teams, obviously, there are some drivers that are like, you'll probably never have a weekend where you don't make at least one mistake. 
you know, for you guys, like, how often does it come where you're like, you know, what, that was a good weekend. It was a smooth weekend. But many, many times we had, yeah. uh, we had good weekends. Uh, so yeah. we were talking about last year, I believe last year we had uh, a lot of uh, good races where tires played a big part of the result because uh, when are we happy? When uh, we should remember that the driver is the hero of the show. Mm. So we are not there to replace the driver. Our job is to supply a good product uh, with different compounds able to give the opportunity to the teams to have different strategies, mm. sometimes making a mistake, but that's part of the show. So when we have uh, a good race uh, with different strategies, with a lot of overtaking, with a lot of action on track, I believe we do our job. Mm. Because spectators are enjoying coming to the track and watch the race uh, and stay there for two hours without sleeping on the grandstands. <laughs> That's what is making a, a race uh, entertaining. And we had a lot of races last year that have been entertaining mm -hmm. and that's definitely the, the prize for us yeah and on the other side of it when you have those tough moments how do you guys deal with that stress especially for you on a personal level how, like how do you deal with that stress is there any advice that you would love to give so, sometimes it's not easy yeah mm -hmm. uh sometimes i believe that i believe that everything you do in your life is teaching you something and you learn from that and when you have uh, a very stressful situation on track, a tire failure, for example, then you have to react properly. Mm. My activity on the ambulance was teaching me a lot on that because when you have what we call a red code, you cannot stay there and think, what should I do now? You have to react immediately and in the right way. And it's the same that happened on track. You don't have a lot of time to, to find the way to proceed. So you have to create a team that is able to react properly in, in these cases. And uh, the stress is more to coordinate everything. Because obviously also the people that are reporting to you are stressed. Yeah, it's not only you. So you need to show them that you are not under stress. Mm. That you are calm. That you are in control of the situation. And that if we work all together, we find a solution. Mm -hmm. okay, that, that's the point because you cannot find the solution by yourself mm -hmm. it's the team that has to work together to find the solution and uh, in all the previous uh, situation we found the solution we found the reason of the failure we found the reason of uh, or, or the, the answer to the questions on what happened so that's I believe is the right way to proceed or to manage the yeah. stress so the nice. device is work with a team. Work with a team. Yeah. I love and that. keep calm and, and composure. Keep composure. Yes, That's composure. Great yeah. yeah. Last two questions to wrap up Q2 here. I would love to know, you know, a specific moment where you might have said, you know what, I messed up. I didn't do my job well. Or, or maybe a moment where you were like, I screwed up. Is there a moment that you could think of and maybe what you learned from that experience? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But ma many, many times, uh, if I remember many years ago, Everybody knows what happened in Silverstone 10 years ago. We had the tire failures, multiple tire failures. Mm. And uh, at that point, I was like, uh, I made a mistake. I made something wrong. Mm. Uh, but then uh, what, we, what it was good was to try to stay calm, 
analyze the situation, find the reason for that, share that with the teams to understand which are the actions to fix it. Because when you work in a such high technological environment, it can happen to have a failure. True. You have a failure of the engine, suspension, brakes, uh, tires, anything. Or a driver mistake mm. can be also mm -hmm. uh, possible. What is important is obviously that these failures are very, very few Where? or possible close to zero. Mm -hmm. But if anything happens, you have to find the root cause of that and find the solution in a quick way mm. to give also confidence to drivers that, okay, something happened. It shouldn't happen, but sometimes it happens. But you find the root cause and you find also the action and the solution to that. Mm. So sometimes I had this feeling I made something wrong, but then what is more important is uh, not just to take, take the fault, obviously, if it happens, uh, it happens, but also to react to that. I think that was pretty much a great wrap. Yeah. Purple. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, about yeah, to yeah, say, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a purple because you purple. knew your limits. That's <laughs> a purple sector. I think, I think you do your limits there, yeah. so that's, that's a purple. That's, there okay. you go. Okay. Purple Thank sector. You. Green, purple, provisional pull potentially coming. Yes. Put the one more sector coming. to go. We have one more sector to go. Stay tuned for the rapid fire round. Welcome back to the Track Limits podcast with Mario. We're now getting into the rapid fire round. Mario, are you ready to go for this? I'm ready because I need a pull position. Yes, <laughs> yes. I need a second it. purple sector. There we go. All right, let's get into it. First question, how many tires do you estimate in total you guys go through in an F1 season altogether? 40,000. 40,000, perfect. Okay, this one's uh, it's a tough one. What is uh, the, the greatest driver of all time? Mm. Or who is? Gilles Villeneuve. Oh, yeah, oh, let's go. Canadian. Easily, yeah. yes. <laughs> what is your daily drive? Like, what do you drive daily? On uh, an Audi Q3. Audi Q3. Uh, for audio listeners, I am about to show you a photo of you at a rally championship. What was happening here? <laughs> <laughs> that was Monte Carlo 2022. Yeah. I was the driver. Peter Solberg was the co-driver. Yeah. He couldn't believe that. <laughs> on a Lancia Chimera 037. We did the shakedown together, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. Have a look. Also on my Instagram, there is the video. <laughs> it's fantastic. We're putting that on. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. All right. How many different types of motorsports does Pirelli supply tires to? Wow. Uh, we supply more than 230 championships. Uh, and uh, in GT, touring cars, rally, mm -hmm. uh, hill climb, uh, single seaters. Uh, that's, well, a That's a lot. Okay, uh, I can exclude the drag racing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easier. Yeah. No. What advice would you give a young professional who wants to enter the world of motorsport industry? First of all, to decide what they want to do. Mm. Because I receive a lot of requests where I want to work in motorsport. Motorsport is not like 50 years ago. You need to find your direction. Do you want to be an engineer, communication, marketing, whatever. And then follow a dedicated uh, training or school to be ready to do that and don't pretend to join motorsport as a first step in Formula One. Yeah. You should get some experience from smaller championships and then move to Formula One. Great. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given in your career? That motorsport is, uh, I remember two. Okay. Motorsport is a small environment, mm -hmm. so people know each other. Mm -hmm. 
And second is pay attention to what you say. Yeah. Because export the small community. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that. Oh my god. Uh, what's one piece of F1 memorabilia that you would like to own or currently own? I have no idea. I have some uh, helmets from drivers that I like a lot. Uh, I would like to have, uh, if I have uh, a bigger house, like an engine as oh. a table. Yes. And a table. Yes. Yes. table. We've, we've had that. Or, uh, you have that. Uh, no, 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 we, no, 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 no. I'm jealous now. Sorry, we've gotten that question before, that answer before, yeah. but that, that, yeah. that, I wish I had it. Oh my God. And some even said the whole car at the top on the roof. On the roof yeah, yeah, I was talking about that. that yeah. Yeah. A much bigger house. Yeah. Um, I think I know the answer to this question, yeah. but what's the most over-asked question you get? The thing that everybody... How many, strategy, how, how many pit stops this weekend? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, uh, I mean, like uh, 100 times per weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, this one is, what, what is more stressful? Driving an ambulance, hmm. uh, a race weekend, or rally or karting? A race weekend. Yeah. A race weekend, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> stress. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ubiquity. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Because sometimes I need to be in three different places, mm. and it's really difficult. Uh, what's one uh, celebrity that you think would be a great fit for Formula One? Rihanna. Halftime show. Look at that stare. <laughs> You're writing an autobiography. This is the final question. You have to write an autobiography about your life. Okay. Which one of these titles best resonates with you? Okay. The Daredevil, the Dreamcatcher. The free spirit or the hardest worker? It's probably the hardest worker. Okay. I would like to, to give you a different answer, but oh, yeah. the most appropriate is the last one. The one I personally think would work best is the Tire King. Yes. What do you think about that? A good option. That yeah. should be a Netflix show. Yeah. I the, think tire so. the Tire King. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that wraps up the rapid fire round. Yeah. Penny? Pure purple. Purple. That was, that was a quick pole position. Pole, yeah, position. pole position right Thank you, guys. Top. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Final you. question we yeah. ask every guest is, in about 30 seconds, how do you want to be remembered? What legacy do you want to leave behind? Already remember. Yeah. I still have a lot of time in front yeah, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. But is there, is there something that you, you want people to look back and be like, this is what Mario should be known? I hope as? they remember me as a, as a good guy, transparent, mm -hmm. uh, um, smiling, uh, yeah. and, uh, and honest. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, well, that wraps up the Track Limits interview with Mario. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, leave a review. Go and check out our other episodes on tracklimitspod.com. Give us a follow on social media, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.